Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. This is Understanding Today's Narcissist. Brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. And now, here's your host, Christine Hammond. Today, I'm going to tell you a story about Angela and Neil. And Angela is going to be our narcissist in this case. And they are a married couple that have been married for 10 years. And The reason I'm going to share with you their story is because I'd like to go over what it means for a narcissist to have a hidden shame and where does that come from? So like starting off from the very beginning, um, I will tell you that all narcissists have a hidden shame of some sorts. And we're going to get into that in a little bit as I go through Neil and Angela's story, because I really think that this is probably the best example I've come across of what that actually looks like and why it existed and what happened. So let me tell you some more about Neil and Angela. So they were married for 10 years when all of a sudden, like stuff about Angela's past started to surface. Neil had originally thought that Angela came to the United States to get a better life from her country of origin, which was Serbia. She told him stories of living on the streets being physically abused by family members, and really living in a chaotic nation with absolutely no hope for any kind of healthy future. And that's why she came to the United States. He believed her. He never checked her facts or even met with any of her family members. Instead, he saw her as this wounded, charming person who just craved, loved, and needed to be rescued. So Neil bought everything that Angela had said. Over the years, things started to surface. So given her past, Neil kept excusing away Angela's outburst, which she would have periodically, over little and big matters, and he would keep thinking that in time, it's going to get better. She just needs to be loved more. She needs to be cared for more. And then the more I give her, the better she's going to get. But it didn't happen that way. Instead, things just kept escalating. The more that Neil gave her, the more attention, the more affection, the more love that he gave her, the more she actually started to crave. And she even became so jealous over time that he would spend doing simple things like walking the dog, playing with the children, going to work, talking with neighbors, like any attention that he would give anybody else other than her, she would go crazy over. Her demands for this picture perfect family constantly alienated her from the not-so-perfect ADHD son that they wound up having, who was routinely getting in trouble at school. So Angela was very frustrated by the fact that her son wasn't performing up to her expectations that she needed in order to maintain this perfect image. 
and she would blame Neil for the son's behavior. Um, and then, but eventually she agreed to go to counseling, not because of her or because of their marriage, but because of the son. So this is one of those cases where the kid gets dragged into counseling when it's really the parents who need the counseling first. So I have a saying in my practice, it's fix the parents, fix the child. And this could not be even more true in this scenario. So moving on with the story. So when I was taking a history on both of these parents, some discrepancies began to surface in Angela's story. And it was discrepancies that were obvious to both Neil and me in the moment. And when Neil started to confront her about it, she accused him of making things up and not remembering things properly. Like he didn't have it right. She had it right. What was he saying? Um, I can't believe you thought that way all along. So that's when Neil decided, okay, I've had enough. I don't really know what's going on or what's happening. And he thought he was losing his mind. So he decided, finally, he was going to double check on Angela's story from her past. He did an extensive background check on her, um, which revealed that she was, in fact, not from Serbia. Um, She was from another country and that her family was actually quite well off. Um, and so when he was trying, so then of course he needed to confront Angela about this, which he did in session, not such a fun session. Um, but he did, he confronted her and Angela finally admitted that she had concocted this lie about her past, um, to hide from something that she was really embarrassed by. And it took a lot of time to get this out. I'm making it sound like it just happened overnight. Really? It, it took quite a bit of time to get this information out. So what was actually revealed is that um, she was sexually abused by a family member and she didn't want anybody to know or anybody to know the family. So she made up this entire story about where she was from, where her family was from. So she didn't have to deal with anything. Um, and And as a result, um, Neil was just kind of like caught up in this crazy story. And now his whole life is coming into question. He was very confused. He was very frustrated by the whole incident, um, understandably so. But then that's when the real work started. And um, the real work started because Angela also had her own issues. Um, She was definitely narcissistic on top of everything else. and, um, And that needed to be that needed to be worked on in order for their marriage to get better and in order for their son to get better. So surprisingly enough, Angela was willing to come into therapy and we did individual therapy for quite some time. So let's go over like, why would a person even do this? Why would Angela lie about her past, um, lie to somebody who loves her, who so readily wanted to help her and rescue her. Like, why not let it be the real story instead of the fake story that she concocted? Well, at the heart of a narcissist is this deep-rooted insecurity and hidden shame, which the narcissist has to cover up. They just don't want anybody to know. And so they cover it up with grandiosity and perfectionism. So by creating this whole other persona, Um, that is so different from their actual reality, the narcissist actually believes that they can bury the truth and never deal with it. This is really the key to the whole thing. 
Because if she just covered up her existing trauma, then she was afraid that it was actually going to resurface at some point in time. So instead, by lying about what the shame was, by lying about her family and creating this whole other person, she was then able to bury it even further and not have to deal with it. And she believed her own lie for many, many years. So for Angela, if her shame or insecurity was to be revealed, um, then she would be revealed as a phony and her whole world would come crashing down. So this is why Angela actually did this. She did this to hide all of that um, deep-rooted insecurity and shame that she had from the sexual abuse. So do all narcissists have this problem? The answer is yes. Most narcissists will not be go to the extent or the extreme that Angela did, but they will charm, fake, blame, or escape their way out of a situation very similar to Angela's. Their hidden shame or insecurity is like this precious little treasure to them that they guard with all of their lives. So very few people ever see it. And when they do actually see it, the narcissist returns any empathy that they receive, any compassion, any sympathy with intense anger because they do not want to actually deal with it. Remember, it's there, it exists, but they don't want to deal with it. So this is done to push you away so that you won't continue to confront the shame or insecurity because without it, the narcissist is afraid that they're going to lose their identity. They're going to lose the identity that they created in order to avoid the hidden shame. Sounds twisted, but it's very true. So if we go back and look at Psychology 101, Eric Erickson um, would tell you that the second stage of development, autonomy versus shame and doubt, um, is the malformation of this. And the, the negative outcome of that, which the positive should be, I can do this, I am autonomous. I can take care of myself. Instead, they develop this sense of constant shame, which is prevalent in their entire life. And that is the foundation upon which, that shame is the foundation upon which they have built their entire persona. So all narcissists have this at some level, and they hold on to it for very dear life. So the next question is actually what can be done about this? Once you find out that it's there and once you know that it exists, what can be done with this? So normally when shame is exposed and empathy is received, a person actually gets better. Like that's how, that's how we help other people. That, this is not true, however, for a narcissist. And please hear me when I say this. There is no amount of empathy that you can give a narcissist when they have revealed their hidden shame that is going to make this better. Instead, when their shame is exposed and empathy is given, the narcissist rages at you for unmasking this because it is at the heart of who they are. So instead of going this route, the narcissist's shame should be used as an explanation for their accomplishments. So I'll give you this example. Going back to Neil and Angela, after hearing the real truth of Angela's life, Neil used that moment to point out how strong her survivor instincts were and how that made her to be such a determined woman. So this actually neutralized the shame without removing it 
so that it could protect her identity because we're not going to be able to remove it. Just remember that the shame doesn't go away. It has to stay there, but you can neutralize it by saying, by giving them a compliment, by showing how that hidden shame actually made them be the person that they are today, which is usually true in some degree. So the next question is, can a narcissist actually be cured? Well, here's the problem. Narcissism is a personality disorder, which means that it's an integral part of the fiber of a person's being. It cannot be cured, but it can be managed. And hear me on this. Narcissism can be managed, but not cured. Narcissists get better only if they want to. And some of them do. Some of them don't. Don't. It usually takes some kind of life-altering moment for this to occur. So it could be um, a serious illness like cancer, a heart attack. It could be a death of um, a child that could do this. It could even be a divorce because I've seen this happen even in a divorce situation. Um, but the combination of therapy, understanding from close members, and accountability for others is also very effective in managing narcissism. And that is the best way for handling it going forward. And it was very effective for both Angela and Neil, who ultimately, after a lot of therapy, and I mean like a lot of therapy, at least a year, they actually decided to stay together and make their marriage work. And it was really difficult at first. But after a long period of time and a lot of work on both parts, they actually came to a mutual understanding of each other. And Angela's hidden shame was never brought up again by Neil. No matter what happened, he never brought it up again. Um, And in exchange for him promising to do that, he just asked for her to be honest going forward. So Angela did have to go through individual therapy in order to deal with the sexual trauma, and she did do that. And also she went through individual therapy to minimize some of her narcissistic tendencies. And ultimately that was a blessing to their child. So once again, they went into therapy for dealing with their ADHD child. It turned out that we had a much bigger problem with the parents. But once the parent problem got fixed, the child problem was greatly minimized. So I hope this encourages you. Through Neil and Angela's story, you can see how a hidden shame can actually be managed without having to go through all of what it means to try to heal that because under normal circumstances, we would heal that. But for a narcissist who has used that hidden shame to build an entire life on top of it, um, it can be devastating to remove something like that. So instead we manage it and it is very effective and they are able to function quite well in a relationship once you understand all of this. So I hope this was helpful for you and also encouraging. Thanks for listening to Understanding Today's Narcissist with Christine Hammond. Brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. For more information, visit GrowWithChristine.com. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.